Before getting into today's episode, we'd like to thank Mac Performance PT for sponsoring the Walk On Pod. For more on their services and contact information, click the link in our Instagram bio where you will be led to their website. Mac Performance PT, helping Sacramento athletes live life without limits. Thank you for tuning back into the Walk On Pod, episode 30 coming your way, where we have another special guest. We have NBA Europe social media manager Pierre Hesig with us. I probably messed that up, but, uh, you know, appreciate you being here with us, man. Yeah, no thank, problem. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Big time, big time Jared Connect here. Uh, nah. You know. But, uh, no, we're excited to, to have you on. And uh, like we said, we're kind of going to give you the floor here, and then we'll roll from there. So whatever you want to start with, uh, it's all you, man, and we'll go from there. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I got I got started by um, kind of uh, launching, a, launching a, a fan page in France um, when I was, like, 15, uh, 15, 16. I don't, I, I, I don't even know how basically the ID came of, like, creating a – twitter account back in the days um i just know that all the social medias the official actual nba europe pages wasn't existing at that time like nba was big in europe but it wasn't it wasn't like a like a big thing yet it was kind of the spurs era uh the social media trying getting big and all that stuff so i was just like maybe i can start like having a page and actually post some highlights. Um, I think you guys have the same example here. It was like House of Highlights and like Omar, the guy that just started this page and like started posting some stuff on Instagram, all that stuff. It was actually so useful for everybody that just, for us, wasn't watching the games because that was, of course, too late to watch it. So somebody has to watch it and then post the highlights. So people just wake up at like seven when the game is over in, in Europe and they're just watch the highlights on, on Twitter. So I thought it was probably a good idea. So I just started and actually I, I was like probably like 16. So I just started as NBA France page. I was like, there's no NBA France. I don't have an ID for the name. So I started as NBA France. Um, and of course, when you're 16, you don't think about what you could do to like actually have a page. Is, the name is like NBA France and people think that this is the official page. So of course it was it was like good for like six or seven months um like everything was good it was like fifteen thousand followers um which is which is a lot for like twitter back in the days um and then like we had like some big soccer players talking to nico batum uh all those guys that was following the page because that was probably the first one that just created that that type of content and there wasn't a lot of content um, created on, on on the on the France um, on the France like basketball um, ecosystem. So we just we just started that, and then after seven months, uh, we have like it's funny. We we I, I was actually doing like high school and and this at the same time. So I was like watching the some games at night, um, covering all those games, publishing videos really quick just so people can see it. Um, and that day we have the Brown game winner against the Bulls, like in the corner, that corner shot against the Bulls. So we're posting that stuff. The content goes crazy on social media, like crazy numbers. And then the next day I wake up and the account is like suspended. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, what's, what's the, what's the issue out there? Like, what's the problem? And like, it's been like what, two days, three days without news. Like I was actually 
losing all the habits. So like going on the Twitter account and like it says Twitter suspended. So I was trying to figure it out. What was the problem? But I was, the day was like after four or five days, I was like, maybe the name is a problem. Right. Um, so I started like reaching out at that time. I wasn't like speaking English. I was just like some words or like, I'll go to Google, Google translation. So I try to reach to like French people in the NBA Europe office and say, yo, we, can we, can we get the account back? Can we get like something in, in my mind? I was just like, maybe the NBA could just tell me like, yeah, we, you're like 16, 17, we can hire you and you can do that job. That was the mindset I had when I was 16. But it, after like two or three exchanges by like email, they were saying, no, there's no way you can get the account back. So I was like two months or like three months where I was wondering if I should start again, if I, sh if I should do something about the account. And then maybe like two weeks after the suspension, NBA France and NBA UK offshore account were launched. So I was like, all right, this is... The this, this is the way they want to do it. Like they, would, they would do the, the official account because they know it was like 50,000 followers on, on, on my page. So I was like, of course, they know they're going to have like some people that are just going to follow them and do the same stuff. And actually, that was funny because it was some people from the UK that was doing the job, but that was from Google Translation. So sometimes it was like words that just don't even have sense in france in french like this <laughs> but I, that, that was funny for like a few months they, they had no one on the, on the page i was doing the work so after what after like three months in the summer it was like probably summer 2016 i just launched another page which is the page that i handle like right now they just got me to some nba games too so we started that page. Of course, it was the same amount of followers after like two or three months. Everything was working out. Same work all the time. I used to go to like school every morning at like 6.30. I was taking a bus. It was like 45-minute ride. And in that 45-minute ride, I was doing all the job I can before I go to school. And I just turned my, my phone off. So I was posting all the highlights, all the stats, like everything in 45 minutes when I was on the bus ride. For like a whole season and the next season after that i go to i go to college for the first year uh wasn't really my thing and like after two months the page was still going well and i reached i reached out to the social media manager for nba friends i feel i felt I feel, I feel like it was the time to just reach out to know who's the guy behind nba friends so I reached out to the guy. I just said, maybe we can do like jersey activation, like some stuff just to actually reach out and do something together. So we we did like, I think 2016 NBA finals, we did like a activation to win a jersey and like it was a giveaway on Twitter. And from there, we created like a, re a relationship. And then in September 2016 or 2017, I don't remember the exact date, but we get on the phone call um, and that guy was actually like, so I got three brothers. This guy is like probably same age as my brother. So it was like me talking to my brother because they had the same reference. They had the same names, like all that stuff. So it was actually super cool. We get on the phone for like an hour and then like days were going and like weeks were going. We're going into NBA 2017 season. And after like what, two weeks into preseason, the guy is going on vacation, the guy I had on the phone, and told me I need someone to replace me on NBA France during my vacation. 
So I was like, all right, this is funny now. Like it's been a year, my account been suspended. <laughs> I did all the work on the media on, on, on my other pages. And now this guy's going on vacation. So I had the opportunity to go on NBA France, the actual official page for like two weeks, which is at the time crazy to me because I'm in college. This is like not my thing. And I have a taste of like something that I really want to do since I'm a kid, which is actually going on social media or like getting into the NBA world kind of. Uh, so I get on a call with him. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. I definitely want to do it. Um, and then he said, all right, you got, you probably have some calls with the NBA. So after that, I got like, what, three or four calls with the NBA in English. I don't even, I, I barely speak English, to be honest. And like having the NBA as like interviewed by the NBA was like so big that I remember that day I was like stressing and like sweating. I'm like, wow, this is, <laughs> if, if that's not working, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm screwed. But yeah, it was, it was good. I had those calls and then, yeah, I'm. I'm jumping on a, on the NBA like bus from from there. I got two weeks um, from there. The first two weeks, it was actually super good. It was actually smooth because I was the same thing that I was doing on a media page, but just for NBA front. So I was I was kind of ready for it, right? Um, so that that was fun for like two weeks, and then from there, you went on a vacation like another time, um, and then after that, he asked me sometime to do like a we have those primetime games in Europe, which is on a Sunday at like 9.30. Um, so it's like a proper time for European fans to watch it. So it was like, oh, I'll probably have my Sunday night so we can probably cover those games on, on Sunday 9.30. So I'll do those games. So like every Sunday and then I'll do more and more stuff for NBA. Um, and I got that trust. So they're going to ask me like, yo, we, we actually going to do this in France. What you think? Do you know someone that's just going to be useful for that? Um, so it was like more, more and more from like 2017 to like 2019. So at that time I was doing this, so NBA gig, and then I was doing my media page and I was working at Zara at the same time, uh, the closing shop. I was like stockist. Dang, so I was doing Zara. Yeah. Shout out to Zara, bro. It was like, a, it, it was like it's a, a real crazy, grind, a crazy time. I was doing this. I was like going at like what? 6am in the morning. I was doing like all the deliveries for them right and i was getting out at like what two two or three p.m and then i'll probably work a little bit in the afternoon for both nba and my media page and the next day usually i just from a delivery from a day i'll wake up at like six the next day i'll probably start my day at like 3 p.m so all right all right i'll do that delivery and the next day i'll watch the games i'm like what in europe it's probably around 1 a.m. to like 7 a.m. Then I'll go to sleep from like 7 to like 1 p.m. And then go to my, my, my other job. So it was it was like crazy during two years. It was like so much job at the same time. But actually, it paid off like 2019. I said, all right, I'm done with Zara and I'll go to the U.S. for like a month and just see just see what's up. And I knew I had the, the door opening on like going to NBA games. And that was my main goal, going to NBA games, just to see how it is like because I was I knew that with the media page or whether with the NBA I can go to games and have like VIP access like going on the court going to the locker rooms like so I did like what three weeks in November November 2019 I started I mean keep going with the company because of course if you have a media page you have to have like a company in front so this is a company under my name so I do stuff for my media at the NBA 
I go to the US, so I go to the West Coast uh, in LA uh, and I go with my best friend and we go for like 15 games, like crazy. We ask, we have a platform with the NBA, whether it's your media or NBA Europe, we have a platform where we ask where we want to go at what games. So we have a platform, you just fill in every month the games you want to go to. We were like here for like a month. So it was like, all right, we're going to do as much games as we can. So it was like 15 games. And that was crazy, right? I was next to Braun, asking questions to Braun, right? It was it was crazy. Yeah. It was it was like feeling like a dream. I was like, there's no way. And then it was crazy that I get back to France, and I'm like, all right, now you don't have a job, so you gotta <laughs> you, you gotta grind, like you quit your job. You just have the media page in the NBA sometimes, which is clearly not enough. And you left live. school, Pierre. You left school by this time, right? Yeah, so I went mm-hmm. I went to college in like 20, 20, 2015, 2016, and then stopped after like five months. Um, and I actually did like crazy stuff. I mean, I, I could get into it after, but I created a clothing brand when I was like 16. So I was doing all that stuff, grinding also. Um, I was doing a lot of social media stuff my first year of college. That's probably where I dropped out the first year because I was watching all the games around like 1 a.m. to like 7 a.m., and then, of course, the class session was like the first day we took. They told us like you don't you you don't have to be in the class like if you don't want to. And like you <laughs> you told you told me that the first day. I'm like I'm getting out of high school where it was like crazy. I was going like seven a.m. to like six p.m. Then you get the first year of uh, of college, and it's like you don't you have like probably like fifty percent of classes you don't have to go to, and like fifty percent of classes you have to go to. And I was like, all right, 50, like, I've been like, it's been 17 years of school where I need to go to school. Like, my mom is behind my ass to like sending me to school. <laughs> and and I'm, just, I'm just getting to college and you tell me I don't have to be in the class. I'm like, all right, bet. Yeah, no way you're going. <laughs> so I was like, no way I'm going. So I was, yeah, probably like missing 50% of those mm. classes. And then after like four months, I did the closing brand, my media page, the NBA was like starting to get big. So I was like, all right, let me watch all those games. And grind, mm. so that, that's what I was doing. And then I stopped after like six months. And then the, the next, the year after, so it was like a dig, digital like uh, class, which is, it was separated in like digital and like 50% of another stuff, um, which is like study actually the language. So study yeah. French language. And then digital. It was like a weird, a weird digital. So you're like, I'm out of here. And then all this stuff happened. And then you got up and like when you got back from the from Cal, like from the States, and then you were just like ready to go with all the all the NBA yeah, stuff. I was just ready to just like do my company stuff and 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 move on to the next level. So I just Work with like one, two clients out there, like athlete uh, and one client that just reached out. And then we get to like March 2020, I have like a meeting with the French League and they just want to hire me as a freelancer to just do basically the stuff that I was doing with the NBA. So it's like going to games, covering those games in France, doing some social, social media coverage, uh, doing all that stuff. And they were talking about like actually good money i was like all right this is actually my first like big salary that i'm gonna get i'm gonna try to create my company and all that stuff and like 10 days in lockdown in france 
So it's like the contract, it was like, no, it's no games between like the time they were saying it was a lockdown. I don't know when you guys it was in in the U.S. March and March 2020 for us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, March 2020, like mid-March for us. Like, all right, everything is stopped, like no games, nothing. So I pretty much lost all my clients for that time. No NBA, uh, not a client that I was working with was in relation with the NBA. So nothing, an athlete, no games anymore. So no clients. And actually I lived for like two months in a small ass crib with, with actually what I've earned in like the three months before. So it was like, I, I had two months of lockdown. And then after that, it was like, what's going to happen? It was, I, I mean, we were probably pretty much in this, all in the same mindset was going to happen. Yeah, totally. And then pretty much the bubble, the bubble saved me for the NBA because I was working, it was like two months games every day. And I was working for them covering those games because everyone was at home. So yeah, like, everybody wanted to watch, everybody needed the content. Yeah. So it's, it was like, we need the content. We need to do some stuff. So I started working in the, bu- in the bubble. What do you think? The, what do you think the biggest difference is between the social media culture in America compared to like Europe? Now that you've been here for a minute, like, what do you think the biggest difference is? Overall, or just for the NBA. I mean, guess overall, like overall, because like you, you've done other stuff besides like um, just NBA stuff, but like just as a general question, like I th- culturally, I, th- I think he has to like he has to be like different stuff that just goes into in the mix because i think the social media culture is just the same thing in france it just Mm. it's just not um it's just not the same mindset when it comes to like like same like same example that took house of highlights omar sold the page for like millions of dollars and when i had the same page impact in france the nba suspended it they didn't ask for like buy the page or like they didn't ask for it's yeah. it's the it's a different mindset. It's so many stuff that just goes in a mix and the companies you work with and athletes and all that stuff. Everything goes way slower in France than it goes in the US for mm-hmm. everything I wanna see. I wanna say yeah. Uh, it's yeah. probably the, the biggest difference. Gotcha. Um but yeah, bubble and then after that French League started again and then sports were starting to like be there again so 2020 and 2021 was the time i was just grinding to be honest i was grinding you know i was home working it was in france we had like lockdown like we had three lockdowns in france so march 2020 and then we had winter 2020 and then we had i think march 2021 so it was like three lockdowns and when it was in the lockdown it was like curfew so pretty much i was staying home I was working, I was doing all my stuff. I was, honestly, I was grinding, like working probably 10 to like 12 hours a day, playing video games with my friends when I was like on my time off, watching NBA <laughs> at night. It yep. was like really the, the grind time. That's the um, life right there. <laughs> exactly. It was, it was that. And then, and then, yeah, after that, it was like 20, started 2021. The U.S. opened again, so I was like, all right, this is my time. I wanted to do this. I was working hard to get this, and I was like, all right, this is my time to go to the U.S. Um, we have the possibility to go with a tourist visa for like three months, so I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to be there three months and 
like trying to pitch something to the NBA because I knew the NBA wasn't going to be like, this is a difference. For example, like NBA Europe wouldn't be like, uh, would you be interested in like going to the US and we pay for everything? They, they wouldn't be telling me this. So I was like, maybe I can try to pitch something to them, like make a plan and told them, all right, I'm going to move to the US for like three months. I'm going to be there. So if you guys want to create some content on the, on the ground, I'll, I'll be there. So we, we can start talking about it and maybe do some stuff. We have so many European players in the league and I feel like we can create a relationship with them, like make them know we're around them. We create content on them every, I mean, every, every game night. So I went to, uh, I actually bought my flight in like September, 2021. And then pretty much I knew I was going out of the country for the first time by myself in New York for like three months. Um, not knowing if I could go to the NBA game because it was still COVID. You have to have like, have like three dose vaccine to go to NBA games. Other than that, it's like Zoom call, like pretty much not in-person stuff. Um, so I get my vaccine, I get all my stuff to be ready to go in January. So I flew out in January and then got a few calls with my bosses at NBA Europe and they were like, yeah, you, you're good to go. You're good to go to NBA games. We can figure it out. Like, just go and just see how it is, like, kind of access that you get, got um, and the, the content that you can create. Um, so I did probably, like, between January and March last year, I've probably been to 25, 30 games. Uh, so I had – I bought a camera, like, a year ago uh, before, like, probably, like, summer 2021, I bought a camera. Started using it, um, starting to make like photos, videos, um, and working remotely because like between all that time, we kept talking about the NBA, but I work also with the FIBA now. So I got a gig with like French League, FIBA, and then NBA, which is, I mean, FIBA is like the second big thing after the NBA, right? Right. So, um, yeah. So I was working remotely from the US and I was actually doing what I wanted to do at the beginning, like being in the US watching games and actually go to bed at like midnight because the games are over at midnight on the East Coast. I can go to bed at like a decent time and not 7 a.m. And we, it, it was <laughs> like, so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it was, yeah, it was probably the, the, the best, the best and like the weird, the weirdest month, month of my life in like January because I was like alone in New York. It was like still COVID, not a lot of people in New York. It was cold. It was snowing all the time. I was going to NBA games like every two days, was meeting like 10 to like 15 people every day, like different people. So it was so much at the same time. Uh, and it was more like a, a question for me, like, do I want to be here? Because that was also this. Like, I went I went here in like vacation, but vacation is a thing, right? But you, you don't know if if that's the right thing for you to do, like living in another country is not easy all the time. It's, it's a different stuff. It's a different country. They have different habits, like all that stuff. So honestly, after two months of reflection, I was like, all right, this is, I think this is what I want to do. Be in the U S going to NBA games. I think this is, this is the next step for my career being there. And then I asked NBA Europe, like after those three months, I asked them, you guys are okay to just help me get a visa uh, for the US, it's like a journalist visa um, where I could go to like NBA games and cover some stuff for you guys. And I was actually, 
asking for a season that's usually what they do it's like they give you like a visa for a season and then after that you kind of renew that visa so they make a cover letter i go back to france i made all the stuff for the visa um and then i got an interview at the u.s embassy in france i go there and it's like crazy it's a crazy day like i go there i go with my backpack and stuff like I was so excited. I go with my backpack. It's like 8.30 out there. I go, they said, no backpack in U.S. Embassy. I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, in front of the U.S. Embassy, I live like, basically, I do not live in Paris at that time. like two hours from Paris. I got my backpack. What, what do you want me to drop my backpack? So they told me, you can drop it at the bar um, like 10 minutes from here, but make sure you get back here at 8.30. Wow. Said, wow. So I moved to the restaurant. I just dropped my backpack, go back to the embassy. And like you go to the embassy, it's like US embassy in Paris. So no phone, nothing. It's like you go pretty much you and then nothing on you except your documents. And then I see a lot of people like some of them, you got you got to make a photo for your visa. So you go make your photo. The photo got to be like three months old, not more than that. And like a guy has a, a photo from like four months old and they told them like no you cannot get a visa if your photo is not three months old like i could see it was like they were crazy on process like crazy crazy so i was like all right then i'll move a little bit you got a first interview you got to give like your documents and stuff and then second interview so you have basically a line of people asking the same visa as you because it's it's like you have like timings where people are going to ask for the same visa and it's like from a day to another, it's like a different visa and et cetera, et cetera. So the people that are here, they're pretty much all journalists. And then I see a lot of people, like two or three people making the second interview. And it's it's like an open space. You can actually hear what they're talking about when you're talking about the with the agent. And I saw some dude before me like, no, you cannot get a visa for that. And I didn't know at that time if I could get a visa. So it was pretty much if they say no for the visa, I'm, I'm screwed. I cannot get to the U.S. So I was like, all right. So I, I'd go, they ask questions in English. So kind of stressing a little bit, but I'd go, they, and she asked me a question, right? How much, like, what do you do for the NBA? So I, I just do social media. Um, and she asked me, like, how much time you've been working for the NBA? And at that time, it was like 2022. So it's been five years that I'm working for the NBA. It was like two simple questions. And she said, you, you're good to go. I said, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all, all that, that stress, stress. That. <laughs> like i said you're good to go and she she kept my passport so i was like all right uh and i was like maybe i'll have another interview or something she's like no you, you're good to go and she gave me a paper and you have to like go take your passport somewhere else like the next week <laughs> okay i'll go i'll go back to where i live and stuff and i i'll wait for like an email or some stuff just that says you can get your your passport at that place in like a week. So I get the email, I go back to Paris, get my passport and I open my passport. I see the visa and it says like exp expiration date in like five years. So I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like I went there, I thought it was gonna be a year and they gave me like a, a visa for five years. So the yeah. whole perception, like stress of like figuring out all that stuff, between covid and all that stuff like 
it's a relief. Like when you get out and you get your visa, I'm like, all right, this is really the move I'm going to make is like, I'm going to go to the US and like pretty much going to set my life out there. Right. Um, and it's been, it's been the case now since May where I got there the first time with my visa. And then, yeah, I pretty much stay in California since, since May and honestly not planning to go back uh, right now in France. Cause of course it's, it's getting crazy. I'm going to like all the NBA events, going to all those games, going to cover like all the, the LeBron game the player that I used to watch when I grew up. I guess everything is crazy. Everything is like a, a dream coming true. It's like, I don't take anything for granted when I go to the NBA game until like you had the NBA game. It's, it's crazy. And you don't, you're not here as a fan. You, you actually on the court. Like it's, so I don't, I don't take all that for granted. And of course I'm grateful for the, the place that I am, but, the stuff that you can see on social media is like, oh, this guy is going to NBA game, but it, it was like so much grind to get there. Like, it was six years of hard work, night where I was not sleeping. Like all my friends, they're not they're not in the same place as me, so they were like going to school, like going to a regular job. So I wake, I would probably go to bed at seven. They wake up at seven and go to to the job, and then. I don't know, the, the nighttime is coming. It's like 5 p.m., 6 p.m. I'm like, I want to go out or like do some stuff. They would be like, nah, I'm tired. So I was really like alone in my boat because no one was doing the same stuff as me. So it was like grinding, grinding, grinding to get there. And actually when you get there, you also understand the process because of course the first year I wanted to go to the U.S., but there is a process for that. Of course, you cannot do this stuff like so easy. You got to go through a certain like, process to get there so real walk-on grind right there yeah exactly yeah that is incredible yeah that was wow that was a great story yeah man Jared, that is you, man. that that's, is awesome that's nuts yeah six yeah. years of grind it all started yeah. to think it all happened because you made that page when you were 16 <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 so crazy to think about it like creating a creating like a twitter page in my bedroom when I was like 15. <laughs> Bro, you literally you literally created a career on accident. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like right. It's, that's why I told you the first the first thing is I don't even know where the ID came from. I don't. Mm. It was like Twitter was not that big at that time. You cannot create a career on, on Twitter. It's like you don't you don't know what's gonna happen. So it's it's crazy. But yeah, hard work pays off always. 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 I love well, that. Um, where did like your love for basketball begin? Cause like, I feel like you don't just like, like you said, you don't know where the idea came from, but I'm assuming there was some affinity for the sport to start with. Yeah. So my three brothers were like NBA fans and they were watching a lot of basketball when I was, when I was young, of course it was still late. The games were still late. So it was, it wasn't watching like all those games, especially the games wasn't broadcasted back in the days in France um so pretty much video games i want to say like <laughs> when i was when i was a kid it was like nba live was so big in france so i used to play with like some guys like crazy i i could name some players like from like 20 i don't know 2005 i was like seven but i know those guys like the kings for example like mike db like all those guys i know them. Oh, oh, this guy oh, luke is gonna oh, get juiced go. right there here we go like it's like all those guys, I, I know them because because of uh, he was out there uh, cooking with Gerald Wallace and Hito Turkaloo. <laughs> yeah, like so, so much, so much players on that team, and 
And like some guys that is playing dunk contest with like Jason Richardson, like on NBA, like yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> video oh, games. Now he's getting Tommy. Crazy. Oh, Tommy's getting excited. He, wow, yeah, Pierre, Pierre, Pierre must have done his research. Talk about he's, the Kings on game. he's on his game. Yeah, Luke's diehard Kings fan. Tommy's diehard Warrior fan. So, no, man, it was it was crazy. So, 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 yeah, and of course, Kobe. Like when I started like getting into it, it was it was just like someone getting to basketball. Like now, the the past five years, it would be Braun. For me, it was Kobe. Like it was the biggest inspiration. I mean, it was my idol when I grew up in in, in basketball. So. Yeah, after Kobe, and then of course we had like Tony Parker with the Spurs from like twenty thirteen yeah. to like twenty fifteen when that was so big, and then Braun, Katie, all those guys, and then when I started the page, it was like actually so much players. It was actually the Warriors, um, the, the the Spurs was still there. OKC was big. The Heat was big. Boston was still big. Like it was actually all the players that you. Actually, a lot of players that are still in the league now and the players from, like, back in the days, Kobe was still in the league, league like, Braun was, was there, KD was there. Like, it was so much players in the league um, that it was actually, to me, the best time to get into NBA, like, a lot. So, um, yeah. the love of basketball regrew from, I think, from video games when I was a kid, to be honest. Because yeah. I went... I went NBA Live and then NBA 2K from like NBA 2K9 to NBA 2K 2023. I've been on those games. That's crazy. When uh when you think about like when you go to these games, obviously we talked about your media pass and stuff. And I I've asked you this before. Um, like how do you like set up your angle for your for your shots and like what what do you think about, or like, is it just all spur of the moment, or like, is there is there an actual like formula to how you get the angle, or what angle you're trying to accomplish for your photos? Um, so, I mean, today, of course, when you grow into photo photography, um, you just you just want different stuff, right? Um, you just like the first time I get into photography in NBA game, I was like, I'm trying to shoot every NBA guy, every guy that is, that is on the court. I'll, I'll get pictures of them because you want to get everything. You want to get a lot of them, you want to get a lot of photos and all that stuff. And then growing into photography, you just, of course, the big guys, I want to, I want to have some pictures of them. Like Braun is, is, is a guy that just, I, I could, I, I could have like 1000 pictures of Braun every angle I, I could be fine because this is a player I grew up watching. So for those guys, it just don't matter. I just click on a button, get as much pictures that I want. Um, but of course you got, you got basically, I want to say five moments in an NBA game. When you actually do photography, you have like pregame routine, which is actually interesting to just watch how the players like actually warm it up uh, into, into the game. Um, so every player is different. So I, I cannot say for a player is going to be different from another. Like Batum is a pretty simple routine. So I know what he's going to do for like Braun is pretty much maybe he's going to show show up. Maybe he's not going to show up uh, on the court for like pregame routine. So it's pregame routine is pretty much the same thing. It's, it's, it's a routine. So you can actually predict pretty well that stuff. And after that, you got two moments when it's actually big for a photographer, I think. Uh, you got national anthem, and you got like when the, the the players are like introduced, which is 
the the best moments for a photograph because it's a lot of lights. Every player has different emotions during the national anthem. Um, so it's the moment when you can actually see and take pictures of what you see because it's I think it's always going to be about emotions to me. Like I love, I love when a player watching the is watching the camera, and then I get a shot with the guys actually watching my camera. I love when a player is like emotional. I love when a player is like um, having a role after a, a big play, like all that stuff. Um, so I was, I'm probably gonna watch emotions, and then you got when they get introduced, like you got those lights, uh, you got those fires cracking. Um, so it's it's actually the time where I, pro- I I could probably get like 400 pictures in in that 10 minutes span, and then you get to the game, it's pretty much unpredictable, right? It's it's gonna be a lot of things. Uh, you gotta be ready. Um, depends on where you are. You're always gonna have the same angle. There's no photographer in the NBA to just float around all the time. It's it's not possible. You have to stay on one angle and just get your stuff. So it's it's pretty much gonna be the same thing in the game. And then you got the, the the last one is like post game, which you're actually gonna have players that just uh, dab each other. They just have some words between each other. They just I don't know it's a moment where everything can happen. Pretty much, like you got to be quick though. But um, this is this is usually I go I go through that process pretty much when it's an NBA game. But it's pretty much the same stuff. I could know what the schedule is when I go to the NBA game because it's pretty much the same the same thing all the time. Man, that's. That's all super dope, Pierre. We, uh, you know, for all of us that, especially using social media and stuff, like it's, it's cool to hear it from the other side, right? Because we only see the finished product, so it's like it's it's nice for us to hear that. But um, you you had some pretty dope experiences in the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously there was a big time NBA game in Paris. Um, you got flown out by the NBA to do that game, and then while you were there. Um, obviously, this is probably a cool time for you being French, and obviously, we're all pretty much set that the number one pick in the draft this year is going to be a French-born player, uh, Wimignana. And so, like, you got to shoot a couple of his games while you're out there too. You want to tell us a little bit about those experiences? For sure. Um, yeah. So uh, we signed a contract with the NBA to just film like every 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 Wimby game um, in this season. So it's it's pretty much one thing that has never happened in the past. Um, like French league selling rights from player to to the NBA just never happened in in the past. So it tells you a lot about like the 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 crazy thing that Wemby is. Um, and yeah, I've been to a couple games in December and January, probably like seven or eight games from Wemby. And yeah, this is I mean this is crazy. Like never seen before. Um, the only thing that I always say is like the French league is a tough league. I've I've seen I've seen a couple. I mean, a lot of games in French league, and it's it's hard for a player to get ten points, like even fifteen points. It's it's hard to get fifteen points, averaging fifteen in, in the in the in the French league. So when we just averaging like twenty, probably like twenty. 20 something points, uh, first in points in the league, first in rebounds, first in block, first in efficiency. Like, <laughs> this is this is this is just crazy for 18, 19 year old kid. Like, it's, it's just never seen before. And on, on the 
on the on the on the floor it's funny because I, I don't want to say like we we also the, the same thing about Wemby, the same highlights all that stuff uh we saw the stuff in vegas we saw all that so i don't i don't want to say he's incredible because he is but i've been to a couple of games where he's, he was actually not in danger but they was trying to get into him pretty much like it was either a lot of players from his team was injured so it was pretty much everything on his shoulders uh or it was games where he was sick or it was game where i don't know other players was trying to get him get him actually in, into it into his skin and and actually made him like fail or something and it's to me it's crazy that 18 year old kid is that good to react like so quick like i've been to a couple games where he's actually missing a lot of shots right first or second quarter like players get into him and then second half is just like having 20 25 points <laughs> Which Having is so like, hard in a Euro League. That's so tough. Yeah, it, it's just like eighteen. Mm. Like those guys are like ten years into the league, the French league, and they would tell them like, "Oh, so you're not that good, huh?" And then the guy was just like, All right, "I'm gonna keep my way and just like turn the vision and then react." And like he would probably hit like three or four three pointers in a row, like right? four possessions <laughs> at seven foot five. Which I- <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 like never seen before. Bro, he literally looks like an alien running around. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, it's it's like, and I've been to another game. It was, it was actually sick. Like it was it was sick. You could see it was sick. Not like all those other games. And I think that game, I had like twenty and eleven, which is again, it's like crazy. You don't see any any big like getting twenty and eleven in the French league every weekend. And he's actually doing that every every weekend. Which is to me is just crazy, and the, the way he reacts to all the pressure and all that stuff, and and to me, yeah, to me, is is something I've never seen before. That that's why I don't think he is gonna fail at the NBA. I think I don't think he is gonna be impressive as he is right now. Or he was in Vegas, but I think he is gonna be a pretty good player, like a, a pretty like probably. I want to say I love Evan Mobley from from for example from from the Cavs. I think it's pretty much. Same kind of player. Um, probably Wemby got way more potential, but I think he's going to be more on that side, like having like twenty, what, twenty and probably twenty and ten, like every game from his rookie season. And then the more you get into the league, the more you'll get better. Actually, could be scary. Yeah, twenty eleven is not bad as a rookie. Yes, yeah, he's doing that. Yeah, it's like I, I just think I just think there's a wall between. I, I don't depends on where he goes to, but. I think there's a wall still in between the French league and getting to the NBA. I think it's still hard for him to get to the NBA and get points. Like it could be, but as hard as they play in France, I'm like they don't play that hard in the NBA. So the spacing is a lot different. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's gonna have fun in the NBA, to be honest. But yeah, the way he reacts is is just crazy. I mean, the guy being in Vegas, everybody was on him. Like every camera, like, they were waiting for him. Like everybody was waiting up. for him. Yeah, they were waiting for him to mess up. He had like what thirty eight and thirty six. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is just crazy. He's just ready for that. <laughs> That's so funny. yeah, that was that was crazy. Impressive. And yeah, I mean, Jared, we were talking about it, but it's, in France, it's just never seen before. I I grew up into basketball. My dad worked for a club for like many years. He's still working for a club in France, first division. I've been to a lot of games, and there is not one season when. Every, when a player is coming, 
I mean, the only comparison that you can have is when the lockout happened in 2010. Like, the tomb was going back to France. Tony Parker was going back to France. Of course, everybody wanted to see them play. So it was sold out a lot of games during that lockout. But this season with Wemby, every arena that he goes to is sold out. Like, it's packed. It's dude is, that dude is never Braun. Had, never happened. Yeah, that never happened in France. Really yeah, he's people just are, Braun. He's Braun People are showing up like two hours and a half <laughs> before the game. It's, it's never seen before. Like, nobody did that in front before like, nobody shows up or like two thirty and a half before never happened some like before so it's yeah it's just it's just crazy and then and then yeah getting into getting into nba paris of course was was major this, this wasn't my first nba paris game we had one in 2020 so i kind of knew what to expect but it was it was still a good game it was fashion week at the same time so of course it was a big event, a lot of people out there. Um, yeah, I was doing photos for the NBA. The NBA got me, uh, flew me out from the U.S. to Paris to go back, of course, because there's not a lot of people that just speak French. And there was a lot of going on in the week uh, between the teams and the players uh, doing stuff like Eiffel Tower, all, all the stuff that you can see on social media. So you need French speakers as much as possible um, for everything. So... I was doing photography during the game and during the week, all the events, uh, all that stuff with the kids, with the players. It was it was fun. It was a fun experience. Um, it was it was draining draining week, but it was it was super good. The the game was was a show, and then of course, always always grateful to cover an NBA game in France. It's one one once in in, in a lifetime. I want to say once in a, in a year, and then. You don't get to see much NBA Paris game um, in a year, so it's it's still it's still a lot. I mean, a big thing. Nice. Well, yeah. Speaking of big, you know, you just just got back. What uh, Monday? You uh, you went out to Salt Lake for your first NBA All Star game. Yeah, yeah. First NBA All Star game. Um, How was that? Yeah, Saturday morning, of course. Um, uh, I landed Saturday morning. Couldn't be there for the for the Rising Stars, but was there for the for the contest, the the practice media day, um, and the game, of course, uh, Sunday. So yeah, it was it was definitely fun. It's it's I mean it's it's the best place if you want to make a uh, relationship. To be honest, it's, it's a lot of people to meet. Everybody is there. Um, it was it was great for that me you know, i just i just told myself like when i go to the us i gotta meet a lot of people um it's, it's a lot of people here i gotta meet a lot of people make connections because uh, it's for sure was going to get me to the next level uh, having some great connections out there um so it, it was cool for that met a lot of people so a lot of people that i've seen um in the season uh this year like photographers videographers um assistant coaches like uh, i mean a lot of people that i know so it's cool to see everybody and then of course covering like some crazy crazy games and contests that happened this week in salt lake was it was it, it was a blessing to be honest and first also game was actually yeah yeah you crazy got to see me crazy camera. A pure dunk contest on that yeah it was it was a, it was a crazy dunk contest that was nice um it was it was it was really cool because everyone was 
actually not missing the, their first dunk. So it was actually going quick and they was going like back to back on those dunks. So it was, it was, it was super fun. Like, it was super fun. A lot of people close to the action. Um, and yeah, it's still all-star game. So I was saying I was grateful to go to the NBA game, but it's the all-star game. Like, yeah. Some people <laughs> don't see an all-star game in their whole life. So I've never been. I get, yeah. I get to see all those players at the same time on the, on the court and it's, I mean, it's all-star game is still the thing that we, for example, in France that we watch, like we know it's like a weekend, so we can watch the game uh, and all those stars, like we, I mean, we know it's a big even. So yeah, I, w- I was super, super grateful and super happy to be, to be in town for the, for the all-star game. It was, it was super fun. Yeah. Well, half the players now are uh, European anyways. Yeah. So, seriously. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's, I mean, on that is just to reflect honestly on i mean we we always they're always always asking that question why why there is so much european players in the league it's actually like what the nba wanted to do i think we always we i think we talked about that jared too but it's it's just a reflect of what david stern wanted to do it's like all right man and if it's so big in the u.s that we have to go somewhere else to get some fans and it was china it was asia it was europe and then course like 20 years later you get some fans but you get also like people that just want to play basketball and then actually mm-hmm. are good so this is actually what you get now it's like a lot of stars probably if you pick your 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 five big or like best players in the league you have at least like i think three europeans so. we t- we talked about it the, not yeah. a couple weeks ago like it might be the first year that the first all nba team is no one all euros America. yeah yeah, the I think player, the yeah, the best players year. in the league are from Europe right now. Yeah, honestly. yeah. There's like, I mean, if you look at it right now, like uh, guys that are healthy and stuff, it's like it's Luca, Joel, Jokic, Giannis, and then you can pick a fifth. Sabonis, for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Last year they were picking Embiid, so yeah, technically Embiid is French. So gonna say, gonna say Embiid French. Uh, Embiid is, I think Embiid is from Cameroon, so Africa originally, but he, 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 he uh, I think he was, I think he was saying he was French like last year. That'll be I fun to so. see in the Olympics if he gets the French nationality and can play for him. He's actually French at that time, the time we speak in, but he was actually maybe talking about US citizenship. So I, mm. I don't know what he's going to do, but uh, yeah, he was talking crazy. about those two. But yeah, Vic, I mean Victor, Rudy, and and MB in the same team. Crazy, yeah. yeah, you cannot go in the paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of crazy, actually. Do you uh do you have any like favorite player interaction stories that you've had over the years? Um, not so much, but of course, going to NBA games, I got. I mean, I got some cool interactions with with some players. It's it's nothing not, nothing big, um, but yeah, some cool interactions like going into, I mean, going to the toilet and like having a pee next to D Rose, like meeting like Magic Johnson in in, in, in the tunnel, like having some <laughs> some some funny stuff like this is sometimes just like yeah. yeah so you're never gonna you're never gonna figure that stuff though. That stuff that's like the cool stuff that you don't think about. Yeah, it's like I, I don't even like. I mean, I've been 
to like so much NBA games that I probably had some cool interactions, but interactions that I remember, like, nah, not 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 that much. Like, for example, like how Gasol in the All Star game asked me, like, how you doing? It's been a long time I didn't see you. I never seen Paul Gasol. It was the first time I was seeing him, but it was so funny, like him, like saying that, like it was probably like wanted to be kind, and he saw uh, probably so many people when he was in the NBA that he just wanted to be kind. But it's just like small stuff that just happens when you're at the games. Um, but yeah, I mean, from this season when I was going to the Clippers game, um, yeah, some some players are just like Reggie Jackson, for example. He was saying hi to like everybody, like every photographer in the tunnel would say hi, how you doing? Like every game, like Reggie Jackson would be that guy, like saying hello to everybody, every staff that was working in the tunnel. Like some stuff like this, but just it's just stuff that you appreciate. Like every every game, like it happens, and it's it's not a big stories, but it's small facts that is 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 funny. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Is it, um, uh, okay, go for it. I was going to ask, just like, obviously before uh, Wemby's been blown up like he was, like, who who was the real face of French basketball? Like, I know you got Tony and, and Nick Batum. Like, was there anyone else that was super big when you were growing up that everybody loved, or was it just kind of those two? Um, No, it was honestly those two. Um. Like TP was so big in France, it was, yeah. it was the big thing because he was, of course, he was getting like championships. He was playing in in the, like every pretty much. Finals like MVP. my brothers, my brothers is married to Eva Longoria. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he was living the life. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody is like between twenty twenty eight and like thirty. 637 in France, they are Spurs fan. Like they all yeah. they all grew up like being Spurs fan, having TP as a favorite player. Um but yeah, I mean we, we had some guys like Ron Tuya who was a was a champion with Kobe. Um, yeah. so it, it was kind of big too. Um we had some some guys here and there, but of course TP was the biggest and then the two of them next next to him was was the biggest thing too. Yeah, Evan Fournier has been pretty good too. He's from France. Yeah, Evan, right? Evan, Evan Fournier is from France. He's, he's been pretty good, especially in European basketball. Feedback basketball, he, he, he is so tough. But I'm pretty sure that's what got him that last contract with the Knicks. Yeah, yeah he, he was hooping for France. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he just got, you know, that was like he got, he signed that deal right after the Olympics. Yeah. No, pretty much he had a, I mean, a great FIBA competition. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, of course, after that, it was big. And then we got, yeah, we got a lot of prospects last last few years, but nobody seemed to be like the next thing. Or I mean, it's pretty impressive that Nico Batum, like TP, Rudy Gobert, uh, and then Fournier, they all like pretty much season what seven or eight, uh, which is yeah, which is pretty impressive. More. Like, yeah, when you yeah. see the yeah, Batum is like way more than that, but yeah, uh, when you see those guys right now, a lot of them they have like what season two, season three, and it's most likely that they're gonna be back in Europe because they're not doing pretty good in the US like those guys were doing. Like yeah. Evan is not doing good right now, and in, in, in he's on the bench. So I I hope for him is gonna figure it out and maybe go somewhere else because he's. I think when you when you pass like 
some some like season what five or six i think he can be in the nba for a long time i think nick batum for example it could be it could be playing in the nba for like what five four or five years still because he's a role player and he's actually doing good in the roster um even even Fournier could be a shooter and have like season 10 11 he could it could be playing in the nba like easily but i think that the first like two or three seasons are like super super important if you want to have like so much seasons uh in the nba yeah so we'll, we'll see but um yeah we got Kenyon A's right now he's not doing good so we don't know where he's gonna go where, where he's gonna be headed um so yeah we'll, we'll see but yeah victor is the next big thing for sure yeah yeah that'll be dope that'll be dope uh is it a starting five time i feel like it is so right, usually we let the guests go first, Pierre. So uh, I hope that uh, I explained things good enough that we don't have any issues. But pretty much you're just going to run it down for us. Point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Give whatever explanation you want on each on each photo. Uh, Luke, what was yeah. our topic this week? It Iconic NBA photos. Uh, and I feel like the term iconic is kind of – that was that was up for however you wanted to interpret it. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll just go with that. But yeah, <laughs> I think I think it leaves a lot of room for uh, a lot That's of room the for idea. some creativity. We need some, we need some good chatter. I really want to know what Tom picked. Yeah, me too. There's a couple in there that Why? I'm hoping Tom picked. Um, good photos, man. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I know. I feel like there's a couple that you're gonna pick that I'm gonna like. Hey. All right. So Pierre, you can go first, bro. We'll we'll let you go, and then we'll we'll roll around. Yeah, I think if I got the concept, um, as my point guard, I need to take I need to take a Tony Parker photo, and if I have to take one, I'll probably take that photo on Braun. He's putting the game winner against the mm. against the Heat. Uh, mm. That's nice. I think real okay. real think, national pick right there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I, that's the that's the one I got I got to have in my starting five, and it's also crazy crazy play because he's like down on his knees. Right? Going up again and putting a shot on Braun, which is, I mean, which is crazy. So, I mean, just for this, yeah, just for this signification of it, it's it's crazy uh, what happened that day. And it's, yeah, to me, it it has to be my starting five. Like it. So, you got a shooting guard? Uh, Shooting guard. So, I'm going to have one Kobe picture as number eight. so it's not in a game situation, but it's that picture where he's like actually uh, laying down on the ball. So he has the ball like this yeah. on his head. Yeah, that's actually, a nice pick. This is nice. Here came ready to go. Let's go. I like it. Yeah, it's it's a dope picture. Um, as 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 small forward, I'll probably have the a brown picture, and it's got to be the block, to be honest, because <laughs> I think it. I think it's it's like so much. I'm sorry for the Warriors fans uh, in that podcast, but yeah, it's a, I mean it's a crazy picture we got. <laughs> yeah, so many different. Always having nightmares, right? <laughs> All right, man. It's back to back weeks of the block. What do you want to talk about the damn block anymore, bro? <laughs> we'll find a way. We're gonna find a way. Uh, thank you, Pierre. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm glad. Thanks, I'm glad Pierre. That all right, at power <laughs> forward, what you got? 
Um, so I think I think I'll take I'll take another Kobe picture. Um, I need to go with that twenty two thousand and ten championship where he's actually on the on the press table. Damn it! Ball in his That's hand. That's a good pick. Yeah. Damn it, Pierre. Pick. This the one gotta be pick. like gotta be in the starting five. Like it's it's iconic. It's it's an iconic moment. Um. Uh, and I think as as the last picture, I need to take one of my pictures. Like one of my pictures got to be, yeah. got to be, got to yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So I'll, right, I'll, so I'll probably center. take. Yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably take. I mean, it's either that one. I'll probably, all right. I'll probably take. I'll probably take a Jordan picture. Um, I have one in mind. And I think, I think it's. I don't know whether it's gonna be one. One of the, those photos is gonna be the six man. Like probably my picture, the, the one I'm gonna talk about, but. I think you saw those shots or those angles when it's actually going to have like cameras from from the top of the of the arena and you have a shot of a player, which is, I mean, actually the picture I'm thinking about is like Jordan on the on the on the on the Knicks logo and the picture is taken from like the top of the arena. So you see basically the top of the jersey of Jordan, the top of his head, and you see the logo. And I think I think those angles. Those angles are like we don't see it that often, but we got to think that his camera on the top, on the roof of the arena, they're just taking pictures from from actually the the floor, and those those angles are those angles are just dope. That's, when your photographer is just dope, like you see shadows, you see so much so much stuff that you that you're not used to see. Uh, so I'll probably take that one uh, as my five or as my six man, and then I would take. Bobby yeah, save save that. save the walk on. Save the walk on. We'll do that last. We'll come back around. Okay. So you got your starting yeah. five. You're going with yeah. Jordan Pick at center. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then cool. Then we'll then uh one of, then we'll do our starting five and then we'll come we'll go back around the opposite way for walk on. Bet. All right. Tom Luke, which way do you guys want to go? Doesn't matter to me. All right. I'll go. <laughs> You don't want to get another pick stolen, huh? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that on, was a Tom. good pick. Go uh, at the one, at the one, going with my guy, Steph Curry. This photo was taken last year. Shooting the three, the ball is halfway in midair, and he's already turned around at the crowd pointing at it. Yeah, I, I, knew, think, I knew that was going to take I think yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll shout him out. I think uh, Jordan Jimenez took that picture. J squared. J squared. He's special with the camera. That guy's awesome. So that picture was sweet. Had to put that one as my one. The two, I definitely was going to go with Kobe on the table celebrating the ring, but I will switch to uh, Jordan, Utah game winner with the the crowd in the background. Knew that was going. Yeah. That's great. great, Yeah. Iconic picture just rising up for the bucket. Yeah. Um, At the three, I think this is probably my favorite, my favorite picture in the whole starting lineup. I think this is like the coolest picture ever. I don't know. It's so tough. It's the Kawhi game winner when he's in the corner with his arms yeah. out. <laughs> That's squad, nice one. Yeah. Whole squad around him. Big, he's got hung out, showing some emotion. We don't see that from Kawhi often. I, I literally like that's the coolest picture that I've ever seen in a basketball game, honestly. And then at the four, um, I'm going to counter Pierre's block with Kevin Durant. Game three, shot over LeBron James from the left slot, mm. rising up. That's yeah, really okay, ice the series. Talk to him, Tom. Here's not a here's not a Cavs fan, but I had to put that on there. At least I don't think he is. <laughs> Shots fired. And at the five, at the five, I've got uh 
DeAndre Jordan body bagging Brandon Knight. <laughs> That's a good one. I was seeing like top. I knew you were coming to play. Midair Yo. body bagging Brandon Knight. Poor Brandon Knight. It's yeah. a good pick. That's my yeah, pick. I like that. Yeah, list. that was a good see. Look, Tommy, appreciate mm. you, man. Way mm. to recover. You know. All right, Lucas. All right. So oh god. The one. Oh fuck. Um there was a couple I wanted to go with the Jason uh, Williams this, elbow pass. Jason Williams behind the head pass, actually. Oh, no it's it's an iconic Jason Williams picture. He's got his eyes open. <laughs> you know, he's doing he's doing a little hee hee. So we got that at the one. Uh, oh you had to do God. it. At the two, give me Ray Allen in the corner against the Spurs. Oh. Um I that's that's my favorite that's player actually, of all time. Yeah, Luke's that's favorite player of all picture. time. Yeah. yeah. The closeout right underneath him. He's that's it's a great picture. Uh, arguably only ten the shots in the game. Hey, we, he still hit the shot. Um, at the three, I have MJ. The last shot. I think that's a great pick. I think uh, not not to no pun intended there, uh, <laughs> but I think I think you got to have that in the starting five. At the four, I didn't, ca- I didn't catch that at first. Yeah, it was nice. It was a bar. Um, at the four, this one. Uh, it's an iconic picture for sure. I feel like everyone has seen this picture. Um, it's the definition of hustle. I want Dennis Rodman getting the rebound where he's parallel to the floor. Yeah, that's a good. That's pick. a great <laughs> picture. Um, and I mean, is Dennis Rodman at the four? You can't go wrong. And yeah. then at the five, uh, I want I want Shaq Diesel Superman with the two, yes. two yes. at the five. Ooh. I think I think you know as a Kings fan, it's tough, but that's an iconic picture from one of the most dominant players of all time. So wow, that one, man, that one, he made my tryouts, but we went with DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, Jeez. No, Oh man, it's a good wow. five. Man. Yeah, hey, you know what? That was a great five. I'm actually, I'm actually really excited now because I was thinking like, dang, a bunch of mine are gonna get taken, and I'm gonna, I have so many because I was like, I was so ready for the audibles. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, I had a few too. But yeah, but right. I'm really surprised this one didn't get taken. But I'll take it because this is, this is, you know, this I'm is sure my gen. I'm sure yeah. it's the one that I wanted to do, but I had to put the Jason Williams. point guard. Yeah, just the coldest of the coldest. Yeah. The most iconic AI stepping over Tyron yep. Lou at yeah. the point guard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now I'm going to go a little bit off uh, the reservation here. Wow. Shocking. Shooting guard. Just if a picture could say a thousand words, <laughs> give me Reggie Miller with the choker. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. In the garden. Good Hold day. that Spike Lee. Good I like day. that a lot. Okay. Now, again, I was surprised this one didn't get picked. At the small forward, the most iconic logo of all time, Air Jordan in the dunk contest, jumping from the free throw line. Good pick. That's my small forward. The logo for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, this is where it gets tough. Um, I think I'm going to go with. Oh. I think I'm going to go with that power forward. I'm going to go with MJ laying on the floor. After the fourth ring, yeah, the comeback, his dad had passed, yeah, and like you just if you know if you, everybody's watched Last Dance, the amount of emotion in that picture, you can just see it in the way that this dude is just like emotionally spent from winning that ring and coming back and all that came into that. Um, and then at the center, um, sorry Pierre, but I'm going with Vince Carter jumping over the seven footer in the Olympics. <laughs> that's that's a good. It had to be this one, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, over, bro. That was like the craziest dunk. Um, so that's my starting five. Walk on pick. 
Um, this one is, I don't know why this one, maybe it's just Tommy can probably, uh, attest to this, but, um, it was a different time in the NBA, but it was a time where a lot more was let go and it wasn't as soft and the league's a lot different now, but give me the pick with Julius, Dr. J Irving choking Larry bird and Larry bird trying to punch Dr. J (laughs) in a playoff game. (laughs) Like Literal that. playoff game. I don't think anybody got suspended. It's awesome. All right. Um, for my walk-on pick, I went the international route uh, as well. Uh, FIBA World Championship. Give me the Team USA shot of them hitting the shmoney dance after they won the gold medal. <laughs> That's great. Iconic. Iconic. That's great. Uh, my walk-on pick. Uh, I don't even know. You guys might not even know this. I like. This was, I think, I want to say 2019 playoffs. And uh, I just remember seeing this picture. I think it was on Twitter. And I was like, this is also, this is the same run like run when the Kawhi picture was. This is like, this is also one of the coolest photos I've ever seen. And I've got, I'm going to show you guys it on the screen here. I've got Jamal Murray behind the backboard putting up the shot. And he actually made the jumper, but it's right there. Hmm. Okay. Just a clean, just a clean photo, falling out of bounds. He's literally like three feet behind the backboard, and he made that shot. And I just thought That's that nice. was, I'd like perfect, perfect timing, perfect angle, great picture. There you go. All right, Pierre. Pierre, what you got for walk on, bro? Um, oh, I was thinking about many stuff, many photos, but um. You can pick one I of think- yours, bro. If you need to, it's all good. Yeah, no, because. Yeah. Is mine, mine are like, they're just not. I mean, I think there's better like photos. I'm thinking about ones that I used to see because when I was calling NBA finals, I was, of course, like looking for like every pictures um, on, 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 on getting images where we get access. And I think, I think there's some dope pictures. I don't know. I don't know how those guys, and I mean, I'm into photos, I just don't know how to do it. Um, it's like photos. You probably saw those, but um, so it's those pictures where it's actually the the whole crowd is like um, into shadows, so you cannot see the crowd. You just only see the court, and then mm-hmm. you see the players playing. And those pictures come in in the NBA finals most of the time. Not in. Oh, the I know what you're talking about. Those yeah. are sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are dope. Yeah, yeah. So you just like it's 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 a crazy. I mean, it's a. I mean, it's a crazy. I don't know, angle, like perception of, of the photo, but you can actually just see the players on the court. It's looking like a commercial. Like, I mean, it's crazy. The, the photos are just crazy. I don't think it's getting as much attention that you should should have, to be honest. But there's a great pick. pick. There's some cool pictures from like the, the Warriors and the Cavs rivalry at the time. Mm-hmm. Like some crazy pictures. And I think we don't see those much on the social media. But they are actually crazy. I like that. Agreed. No. That's a real expert pick right there. Yeah. Shout, shout out to all the photographers in the NBA, by the way. There is yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. There's a lot of them, and they do crazy ass work sometimes. Like some guys, they just have like five cameras at the NBA game. They have someone on, on, on the bucket. They have some on the top of the roof, like I was saying. They have some like back in the, the arena to just do the photos with the remote, all that stuff. Some, some guys are just legends out there. They're just setting up like a two hours like setting before the game to like take pictures in the game it's 
shout out to them. They do a crazy work. They're actually documenting all the memories that we have. And we talk about actually do starting five of it. So yeah, got to shout out for them. Definitely. Uh, Jared, what you got for us tonight, man? Well, no, I mean, Pierre and I, we haven't really discussed it much, but, uh, you know, golf is a big part of this pod. And uh, I'm not sure if Pierre plays much golf. Um, I don't know if there's <laughs> even much golf in France, but I do, ha- I do have some ad- advice for you, Pierre. Okay. Huh. Really good advice. If you decide you want to get into golf, <clears throat> you want a real snapshot into the golf world. Much like being behind the lens, the short game is all about the angles. So I'm grinding 50 chips a night. So when those flash bulbs go, I'm ready for the bright lights. Wow. wow. I like I that. Little, I like that a lot. I, I like it, that a lot, Jared. I give it I give it an eight eight eight. I like that a lot. Nice. Good. That's one of my highest ratings. Good, yeah, no, I like that. I like that, man. Yeah. Like the bright lights added yeah. in there. What can I say? Ah, I'm a wordsmith. Here. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Episode 30. This is a special one. Yeah. Shout out, Steph. Shout out, Steph. Get, get, get healthy, I had to man. Throw a picture of Steph in there. Yeah. Greatest uh, point guard of all time. 100% behind that. Talk about it. Talk about it. But yeah, no, Pierre, thank you. I mean, you really, I, speaking for myself right now, you really blew me away for the first 30 minutes just telling us your story. That was incredible. Um, I hate you, Luke. That's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> the grind, the grind you put in is amazing. So, I mean, just respect to you, man. Keep it going. Big man. things coming, man. We know a lot, you know, a lot on the table for you. So, for sure. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a, yeah, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Happy to have you, man. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, for listening in. As always, these are your favorite walk-ons, and we're walking out. <laughs>